Hi, I'm the Ish Girl, and you are listening to episode 45 of Connection Not Perfection. Welcome to Connection Not Perfection, the podcast that helps parents and teens connect using literature, laughter, and love. Hey there, I'm Amy, also known as the Ish Girl, and I am so glad that you're with me today. Seriously, because I know that there are 1,001 things that are competing for your attention, and I am just so honored that you're hanging out with me, especially because I'm so excited about today's episode. Now, one of the main reasons that I started Connection Not Perfection was to help parents use young adult books to connect with their teens. And now I've expanded that to include teachers too, because I really think that books play a huge part in how we're able to communicate the big ideas and thoughts and feelings um, that we wanna talk about with the teens in our lives. And one of the things that I've really debated recently and internally is whether to focus on the current newest YA books hitting the shelves, or really to go back and hit some of my favorites that came out um, in the past, whether it's years ago or even decades ago. And unless it's a book that's been recently made into a movie, I've really tended to stick to those newbies, right? But there are just some authors out there who have amazing books that aren't necessarily current. And their work is something that I go back to over and over and over because it is just that good. And I really do have just shelves of these authors' books here at my house because I will just randomly pick one up every once in a while. Um, like I've talked about before, they're my old friends. So I, I pick them up and I revisit them. So what I've decided is to start a new thing for the podcast. Every so often, I am going to highlight an author whose work has had a huge impact on me, an author whose books are thought-provoking and entertaining and riveting, books with tons of issues that are really great to talk about with your teens. And I cannot wait to share these favorite authors with you. Like these are people I feel like I know, and I am sure I would totally fangirl over them should we ever happen to me. And if I'm going to lay it all on the table, I would have to say, I think I already have fangirled over a couple of them. So today is my very first dish on an author podcast, and I am so excited to share who I'll be highlighting. And that is Miranda Kennelly. Miranda Kennelly is from Manchester, Tennessee, and she is someone who ended up going to college in Washington, D.C., and later working for the Department of State. Um, On her website, which is MirandaKennelly.com, she shares a ton of fun facts about her life and her experiences, and if you want to know more about her personally, I have shared a link to her website in my show notes, and she shares some really fun stuff. She has like a top 25 events in my life list. That's really great. So you can go and check her out there. But what I want to focus on today is really her impressive body of work. Because Miranda Kennelly has published eight novels in the past 11 years. And if you're not a writer, like I I don't even know how to convey like what an incredible feat that is. That means that she has been writing every day, every day, every day, and editing and working with her agent and her publisher to put these these books out. And they are of such high quality that I am just blown away that her pace has been that fast. So I just love her books. And there are so many things about them 
that are fantastic. But I would say the first one is that all eight books have been set in the same small town of Hundred Oaks, Tennessee. And this is a world that Kennelly has created. And the books aren't, it's not a series. I think she calls them companion books, but you see the characters kind of have crossovers um, throughout the book. So you can kind of see some of the characters that you've met before and catch up with them and see what's going on as you're reading through these novels, which makes it super fun. And in fact, I think on her website, she has a downloadable map showing how each book is connected to the other ones. And that is actually on my um, show notes page as well. So you can check that out. So Miranda Kennelly's books are compelling because they all feature really strong female characters who are facing difficult circumstances. And that may sound a little formulaic, because hello, doesn't that describe most YA books for girls? But what makes Kennelly's books unique is that her characters really blow stereotypes out of the water in such great ways. So in her very first book, Catching Jordan, you have Jordan, who is a girl who is the quarterback of her high school football team. And then you have a character, Parker, whose mother has just left her father for another woman. You have a character, Savannah, in another book who wants to become a horse jockey, which is a field where there are not a whole lot of women. And you have Maggie, who is an Olympic swim team contender. And those are just to name a few. And with her characters, Kennelly really asks bold questions and she embraces the messiness of life and the messiness of people in all her stories. And she doesn't take the easy way out of the hard situations that her characters find themselves in. She really lets them experience the hard stuff while revealing the hope and even the solutions that exist for these people. And sometimes um, when things don't resolve. So They are just excellent discussion starters for several different issues. And what I'm going to do is talk about each of her books individually here in a second. But there are consistent themes that really show up in all of her works. Things like parent-team relationships and figuring out who they are, like their identity and what they want. Um, There's the theme of pushing past stereotypes and expectations and being true to yourself and friendships. And one of the things that I've really liked in her books is that in several of them, both parents are in the main character's lives, which is really a switch up. Because if you think about a lot of teen books, part of the problems that the teen has stems from the fact that one or both parents are missing. So to have both parents with the main character, even if they're often at odds with them or whatever. I just like that it's showing that you can have both parents and still have struggles and problems and issues. I I liked that it was just that little twist of difference there. Um, In fact, in the very first book, uh, the one that I mentioned, Catching Jordan, I really liked her relationship arc with her dad. It was really interesting and very, I felt like it was very, it rang true. So I'm going to go ahead and transition into talking about each of these books. And the order that I'm going through them is the order that she recommends reading them on her website. And 
I don't want to give away any spoilers for the book, so I'm just going to give a really brief description of each one. And then I'm going to talk about some of the issues that they cover, because that way, if there's something specific that maybe you want to talk with your teen about, or you want to have a conversation with them about one of these issues, you can use, you can choose one of these books and use it as a springboard into that kind of conversation with them. And you can choose, pick and choose just whichever fits for the situation that you're in right now. So I'm going to start with Catching Jordan. And like I said before, this book is about a girl named Jordan Woods, and she's actually the daughter of an NFL pro player, and she quarterbacks for her high school football team, and her dad is not happy about it at all. In fact, he rarely, if ever, comes to her games, and that really hurts her. And up until now, when the book is starting, she's not ever really dated. She's been one of the guys. And so when she's attracted to the new guy who shows up and makes the team as another quarterback, she's really faced with a lot of emotions and things that she has to work through. And so the issues that you would be able to use in reading Catching Jordan to have conversations are things like athletic pressure, dating relationships, dreams and goals, friendship, future plans, identity, parenting relationships, sexual activity, and sexism. And I just want to say too, I have all of this listed out on the show notes page. So if you want to be able to go back and really kind of look through and read and see what these issues are, I do have that up on um, theishgirl.com forward slash EP four five. Okay. So the next book that I'm going to talk about is called Stealing Parker. Parker Shelton is a star student and she's a softball player and her life seems absolutely perfect until her mom leaves her dad for another woman. And after that happens, she is completely shunned at school and she's shunned in their church and she feels really uh, betrayed and alone by her mom, by the people she thought were her friends. And so she begins acting out. She quits the softball team and she starts dating a lot. And by dating, I mean, she starts messing around with a lot of boys because really the last thing that she wants is for people to think that she's like her mom. Her infatuation with um, the new softball coach at the school, and this guy is young, he's just graduated from college, and I think he used to go to their high school. So her crush on this guy is not helping matters at all. And the issues that we see in Stealing Parker are things like dating relationships, friendship, identity, parent-team relationships, sexual activity, sexual orientation, and teacher-student relationships. Okay, in the third Hundred Oaks book, Things I Can't Forget, Kate Kelly is grappling with her faith and with her identity. She is a self-described good girl, and she is spending the summer as a church camp counselor, and it is really not going as she had thought it would, as she had planned it out. She is very clearly a people pleaser. That is something that she struggles with throughout the book. I know there are several passages where she struggles a lot with wanting to make sure that she doesn't sound a certain way to somebody like me. She doesn't want to sound mean or she doesn't want people to think badly of her. But she is absolutely terrified that the people around her will find out her terrible secret 
that she helped her best friend get an abortion a few weeks before camp started. And over the course of the summer, she really begins to see that what she thinks of herself matters most of all. And she really has to process how she helped her friend and what that means for her faith and for her friendships and for her other relationships as well. So the issues that are in things I can't forget are things like abortion, dating relationships, faith, friendship, identity, parent-teen relationships, sexual activity, and teen pregnancy. In Kennelly's fourth book, Racing Savannah, Savannah Barrow has just moved with her father to Hundred Oaks, and it's the beginning of her senior year. And they have moved because he was trying to find a better job where he could make more money. That They are a family who has experienced tragedy. Her mom has died of cancer and has left them with just a mountain of debt. And so not only is she missing her mom, but she's also having to deal with um, living as kind of the help on this large wealthy estate. And Savannah's dream is to become a horse jockey But her father is just more than against that. He does not want that for her. And when you throw in the teenage son of the wealthy family and the way that her dad is overprotective and then all the drama of being the new girl, you have the story of a girl who really is trying to figure out who she is and what she wants. So the issues in Racing Savannah are things like dating relationships, gender discrimination, identity, parent-teen relationships, socioeconomic differences, and stereotypes. Now, in the next book, Breathe Annie Breathe, we meet Annie Winters, who is a teen who's training for a marathon, even though she absolutely hates running. And as we watch her train, we discover that the reason she's doing this is because her boyfriend, Kyle, can't because he recently died and she feels super responsible for his death. And they had actually been dating for a really long time. They had their life planned out together. So it's not even just that her boyfriend has died, it's her plans for the future have died as well. So as she runs with her training group, she's really working through her grief and her guilt, and she's trying to figure out how to move on without Kyle and how to really step back into a life that is unfamiliar now. And one of the fun things actually about Breathe Annie Breathe is that Jordan Woods shows up in this book and she is a coach at Hundred Oaks High School, which again, it was fun to get to a glimpse of her and, and what she's doing several years after the Catching Jordan story. So the issues in Breathe Annie Breathe are dating relationships, forgiveness, grief and loss, guilt, parent-teen relationships, perseverance, and I'm just going to add one here at the end. I'd I'd say it is definitely a a story where there's a lot of hope, and that is um, a great discussion to have with your teen about how when their plans kind of get blown up, how there's still hope for what's coming next. Okay, in the sixth Hundred Oaks book, Jessie's Girl, 
Maya Henry gets to shadow country music star Jesse Scott for career day at school. Now, Maya is Sam Henry's little sister, by the way, and he is one of the main characters in Catching Jordan as well. And again, I don't want to give any spoilers, but he was a very important character. So it's fun to get to see his family kind of, again, several years later and what's going on. You get glimpses of him as well. So... Back to Maya Henry and Jesse Scott. They do not get off on the right foot. And Maya really isn't sure if she can learn anything from this arrogant, jaded musician, especially because she hates country music. But as they spend time together, her dreams of becoming a professional musician really start to flutter back to life, which is great because she has really lost hope. There's that theme again of hope, but she had lost hope because some things had happened. Some events had occurred where she had had to set her music aside a little bit and things weren't going the way she had originally planned. So this is her process of really coming back to to recreate dreams and look at the future differently. So the issues in Jessie's Girl are dating relationships, dreams and goals, friendships, future plans, identity, and teacher-student relationships. Okay, the next book, Defending Taylor, is one where Kennelly introduces us to Taylor Lukens, and she is the daughter of a Tennessee senator, and her life is just falling apart. She has been recently kicked out of a private school that she absolutely loved, which meant that she was thrown off her soccer team and that she's lost the chance to be the valedictorian. And it's all for something that she didn't do. And as she bears the brunt of her parents' disappointments and has to make the difficult transition to going to a public school, she really has to figure out if her choices were worth it. And again, don't want to give away any spoilers, but she really has to grapple with the decision that she made and how it blew up her life and whether or not it was worth protecting the person that she was trying to protect. So the issues in Defending Taylor are things like academic pressure, choices, friendship, identity, lying, parent-team relationships, sacrifice, sibling relationships, socioeconomic differences, and transition. All right, in the final Hundreds Oaks novel, which is coming up for air, Maggie King eats, breathes, sleeps, and lives swimming. She is actually training to qualify for the Olympics, but she takes a break to go visit a college. And while she's there, she realizes all of the typical high school things that she has missed out on because of her crazy training schedule. So now she is trying to fit in all of these typical normal experiences into her senior year. And while she's doing that, she's like juggling these new experiences. She has this huge pressure to succeed And her relationship with her very best friend, Levi, is changing in a lot of different ways. So it is a lot to grapple with and figure out. And she has to look at what she really wants in the future and whether or not she wants to continue in the same direction that she's always been pointed in. And again, Jordan Woods shows up in this book as a coach slash teacher. So that's super fun as well. So the issues in coming up for air are things like athletic pressure, competition, 
dating relationships, friendship, identity, rivalry, and sexual activity. Okay, I know that that was a lot to go through. And if you didn't catch all of it, again, if you want to go through and look and see what those issues are for each book, all of that is in my show notes. And again, you can find those at theishgirl.com forward slash EP45. And just know, guys, that I cannot give a higher recommendation for Miranda Kennelly's books. Um, While each of them do involve a girl who is into some kind of sport and is facing problems, their families, their issues, and their problems are very unique. And she does a great job of bringing real life emotions and challenges to her teen characters. So if you have any questions about her books, or if you've read some of them and would like to weigh in on them, please, please, please let me know on social media. There are links to my Facebook page, which is um, facebook.com forward slash the ish girl and to my Instagram, which I am at the ish girl reads. Those are in the show notes. Links to those are, or you can leave a comment on the episode webpage at the ishgirl.com forward slash EP four five. And also if you want to reply to my weekly email, if you are signed up for that, I always respond to those. And just remember those emails have exclusive content and stories in them. So if you haven't signed up yet, I would highly encourage you to do that because if not, you're really missing out. So Thank you. Thank you again for hanging out with me today. I just love how you love your teens. And until next time, from an ish girl who is super excited that her teens are on spring break soon, it is all about connection, not perfection.